They may not be going to the pros. They might not ever play a sport again. One thing is for sure. Their banter is legendary. This is Banter on the Bench. Ooh, I don't need y'all either. Ooh, don't want to talk about it. Ooh, like I don't, like I don't know nobody. Like I don't know nobody. I guess I don't. Welcome back to Banter on the Bench. We might be bench warmers, but the banter is always legendary. Just a solo episode today. Just me, your boy, Goot, the host, the brains, the man behind it all. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get a little short podcast out there because I don't know if you guys noticed, but this weekend is NFL opening kickoff weekend, which means that we have 16 games slated. There's a lot of hubbub. All the betting sites are running their big promotions. All the fantasy sites are running their big promotions, trying to get everyone in before the season gets underway. Because, like it or not, the interest drops off a little bit after week one. Not a lot, but a little bit. That being said, I myself, a little bit of a degenerate, a little bit of a gambler, you could say. I like to steer the pot a little bit, like to play the roulette wheel, try and roll high, you know. Every now and then, don't tell the wife. Um, but I'm looking right now at the lines on ESPN provided by Caesar Sportsbook, and there's some interesting ones in here. So I decided to hop on the mic. Decided I'd sit down for a few minutes, give you guys my thoughts, give you guys what I'm looking at, what I'm eyeing, what I would take. Obviously, do not take my gambling advice as scripture. All right, I am. <laughs> I am not very successful historically. But maybe just something to look into. Maybe something to, something to give a little bit of an eye to. Uh, we're also going to be looking into a couple of college ones. Uh, being the top 25 ones, of course. Because after the top 25, it doesn't really doesn't really matter. I mean, I guess you could bet on, like, some D3 school. But, I mean, y- you do you. At the end of the day, you do you. But I'm not going to be able to discuss much about it, so... We'll kick it off in the NFL being the league I am more comfortable with of the two. The first one that jumps off the page to me, a little bit of hometown bias here. Or not hometown, but home team, I should say. A little bit of home team bias, but that being the Cleveland Browns playing at the Carolina Panthers. That is a noon game on CBS. Right now, the line has Carolina by one and a half. I know that Jacoby Brissett's going to be starting out for the Browns. He's going to be under center. Obviously, Baker Mayfield... On the other sideline, the former Brown going against his former team. I'm not sure, apart from that, what is compelling people to pick the Panthers. The Browns have a way better roster. The Browns have a way stronger defense, healthier defense. These guys know Baker. I mean, Baker will be healed up, but still. A little bit of rust. Um, Whether or not you're a big Jacoby Brissett fan, he is definitely a game manager. He's not going to throw the game away, so... This is one that the Browns' defense will be responsible for winning. I think they have plenty of motivation to. I think they have the means to. I think they have the weapons to. I'm looking at Carolina. They do not have a great line. They did not last year. I don't think they made a ton of moves to improve it this offseason. This one seems like Vegas playing with emotion, trying to kind of toy with people and say, hey, you know, Baker's on the Panthers, and you don't like the Browns because of who they signed, so... Why not bet for the feel-good story? That's kind of what it looks like to me. But like I said earlier, I'm not a 
not a gambling savant, um, but I would definitely take the Browns here. I would definitely not take the Panthers to win. Obviously, the spread being so small, one and a half is a very small spread. It's practically got to choose the Browns to win. And I like their chances more. Much more complete team. I think they have a little bit more motivation to put the offseason behind them. I think Baker and his teammates still meshing. He hasn't been there the whole offseason. He was fighting for the job all camp. There's going to be a few guys in that locker room who probably aren't going to be fully behind him yet or used to him yet. So I give the Browns the edge on that one. Another line I like a lot is the Saints and the Falcons. The Falcons having Marcus Mariota, having blown up their whole team. This one being in Atlanta. Right now the Saints are favored by 5.5. I will take the Saints to cover that. And let me outline why. Alvin Kamara's back. Michael Thomas, we're going to see him for the first time. In a couple of seasons, Jameis Winston's back. He played extremely well when he was not hurt last year. Obviously, the team undergoing a coaching regime change. No more Sean Payton, but they stayed in-house with Dennis Allen. I like this Saints team a lot more. The Falcons kind of seem primed to be a tank ball team this year. And the Saints always have a dominant defense. They lost a couple of pieces in the offseason, but they seem to replace that. They're always... They're always kind of a sneaky good team that everyone kind of undersells, and I think they can do more than 5.5 against the Falcons, especially a squad as weak as this one for Atlanta. Looking down the road. Pardon that. Some just crashed. I don't know what that was. Pardon that. Um, <laughs> looking down the rest of the list, Ravens in the Jets at MetLife. Jets hosting the Ravens, I should say. Baltimore right now is our seven-point favorites against the Jets, so the Jets are home underdogs. The Jets have really struggled. They really struggled last year. They were unable to score more than 15 points in seven of their 17 games last year. I don't think this one's any different. Baltimore's a very strong team. I'm not saying they'll hold the Jets to under 15, but I think they have more than a touchdown lead when all is said and done. Lamar Jackson is still a great QB. They're going to have an actually healthy, stable of running backs this year. Remember last year they couldn't manage to find a running back to save their life. This team is not plagued by injuries to open the season. They were a strong team last year, despite the fact the Jets, while improving a little bit through the draft, still going to have to still going to have to deal with the fact that they are the New York Jets. So I like the Ravens to cover that, even though it is a bit of a spread. So I'd pick Ravens minus seven and one more. Let me pick one more off this list. Oh, here we go. Monday night. Let's go Monday night. Let's go with the former matchup here. The QB swap of the league. Russell Wilson heading from his Seattle Seahawks. He had been there his entire career. Drafted in the third round out of Wisconsin. Sent to the Broncos, who in exchange sent a few players over to Seattle, including quarterback Drew Locke, who I don't know if Drew Locke is starting. I think they named... I think they named Geno Smith the starter. Either way, this is a revenge game. Well, not a revenge game, but a definitely a game of higher emotion for Russell Wilson. I don't know if he has revenge games. He seems like a very mild-mannered guy. Yes, Geno Smith is starting for the Seahawks. So, but Right now, Denver favored as 6.5-point favorites, even though they are on the road playing at the 12th Man Stadium, Lumen Field in Seattle. Seattle does not look good. Seattle looks primed to be a 4-5 or five win team, and maybe a little bit more, but not much. Um, 
The Broncos, however, are stacked. This is a team that's had a dominant defense, a very dominant roster the last few years. They have just missed a quarterback. They now have the quarterback of their dreams in Russell Wilson. And they are primed and ready to go. I like Cortland Sutton a lot. I like Jerry Judy a lot. Meanwhile, the other side, the Seahawks have one of the worst lines. While they do have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you have to wonder how well Geno Smith would do a job of getting them the ball. And their defense is far, far from what it used to be back in the Legion of Boom era. Plus, like I said with Baker, Russ will know Seattle better than most quarterbacks. But unlike Baker, Russ is a much better quarterback, and he knows exactly what to target. I trust him to be much more mechanical and a lot less emotional in this game than I would Mayfield, so... I give Russ the edge on this. I think Denver beats him by more than 6.5. I wouldn't be surprised if he beat him by more than 10. So I would take that. That is the four picks. So let's see. Let's recap. I got the Browns to cover. So I'm taking the Browns at plus 1.5. I got the Saints at minus 5.5. The Ravens at minus 7. And the Broncos at minus 6.5. A, a little bit of big point spreads for my picks, but... Being week one, it's very hard to try and choose an upset, seeing as you don't know who's who. And Week one's a weird week every single year, so picking a little bit safe, but also giving very good reasons as to why you should take those picks. Now flipping over to college football, I'm going to pick a few games off of here that I like, a few games of mine for this weekend. Uh, let's see. Scrolling down the list, the first one that I like is Tennessee, number 24, Tennessee, playing number 17, Pittsburgh. Uh, They're playing in Pittsburgh, so the Panthers hosting. Uh, Pittsburgh Panthers are 3-0 in this series. They did beat Tennessee the last time they met, I believe, two years ago. Maybe last year, very recent, so this isn't like the last time they played was 1985. But Tennessee right now, 6.5-point favorites. I'm going to take Pittsburgh at plus 6.5. I think that this is either a very close game or a game that Pittsburgh wins. I don't hate Tennessee, but I can't be sold on it. It seems like a lot of Vegas thinks that just because a team is in a bigger conference means they're automatically slated to win. You know, sometimes yes, but Pittsburgh being at home, Pittsburgh having dominated this series in the past, um, the Tennessee coach is a former Pittsburgh alumni, I believe. So they will know kind of his schemes. They're kind of familiar with what he likes to do. I think it gives them the edge. They played a, well, pretty sound game against West Virginia. I think they got to play a little bit tighter this game to have a chance at winning. But either way, I can't go against them. I can't pick them to lose by a touchdown or more. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh at plus 6.5 there. The next one that I like is I like... The USC-Stanford game. Number 10 USC playing Stanford in Stanford Stadium in California. This is one of the oldest rivalries in college football. One of the oldest on the West Coast. Definitely the oldest in the Pac-12. Now USC got upset the last time these two teams met, 42-28, to at the hands of Stanford. And I'm not saying they're going to get upset again this time, as USC is 9-point favorites. And to be fair, both teams looked pretty rough last year i got to imagine that UC looks a little bit better this year, but I am going to say that Stanford will cover. I'm taking Stanford plus 9. I'm saying that this is either a touchdown game or less. I do not think USC is going to run them off the stadium. If Stanford wins, even better. But I do not expect this to be a runaway game for the Trojans. 
will be one to keep an eye on. It is being played at 6.30 on ABC on Saturday, I believe. So definitely going to be one that gets a lot of national coverage. Definitely going to be one that I'm going to be watching myself. And the last game that is going to have national coverage on ESPN 9:15, that is the number nine seeded Baylor Bears versus the number 21 BYU Cougars. Now Baylor is three and a half point favorites right now. However, on FanDuel, they are not favorites to win, which is really odd. So there's kind of this confusion about whether Baylor is the favorite or BYU is the favorite. Um, they're rewarding people more points on FanDuel's Pick'em for taking Baylor than BYU. But obviously I'm rolling with Baylor. Uh, maybe it's a little bit <laughs> a little bit of partial history that I liked RG3 when he was in the program, but I like Baylor here. I'm not a huge, huge campaigner at BYU. I know they're playing in Utah, so BYU does have the home field advantage, but I can't pick against a number nine team. I can't manage to do that myself. I think it's kind of a steal here. I do not think this is going to be a runaway game. This is going to be a close game, but I will take... Oh, no, I misread that. It is BYU minus 3.5. So I will take Baylor plus 3.5. I think Baylor either keeps us to less than a field goal or, obviously, as you've heard me discuss, I think they win this game, which will obviously be good for us. So there's my three college football games to look out for for this week. So just a quick recap that we got. Tennessee-Pittsburgh, I'm taking Pittsburgh at plus 6.5. I think that's going to be a close one. If the Panthers don't win, I'm hoping they do. USC-Stanford, I'm going to take Stanford plus 9. This game is going to be a touchdown or less. I expect the Trojans to win, but not by a lot of points. And then Baylor-BYU, I'm taking Baylor plus 3.5. I think that Baylor comes in. I think they're the better team. I think that maybe... They might not win. I'm not sold on them winning, but I think that's going to be either a one-point game if they do lose or that they're going to walk out of there with a victory. This team seems better than teams in years past, and BYU kind of doesn't play as strong of competition, so it'll be interesting to see how they match up against a team like Baylor. So that's all I got. Kind of a short episode. Just wanted to rattle a few picks off that I'm eyeing for this weekend. Hopefully hopefully they're all right. Hopefully you make some money. Right? But like I said at the start, don't take my advice. Alright? This is this is for Spotify. This is for all the other, you know, people review this podcast, anyone listen to it. Don't take my advice. I mean, obviously I hope you would, but if it's wrong, now you can't say it was my fault, so um but kind of a short one. Just wanted to rattle those off. Gonna be Tuning all those games. I got all the alerts on for them. Uh, it should be a fun weekend. First NFL weekend. Second major college football weekend. It's been three weeks of college football now, but it'll be the second weekend with most of the teams playing. That first one was kind of like, you know, there's a few teams here and there just to kind of dip their toe in the water. But this is when the action really gets roaring when you have football that is going to be like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, maybe even Tuesday. So. It's a, it's a great time to be alive. There's not a lot of reasons to like fall, but football is one of them. And we will be here all fall and winter discussing this. If I want to do this again next week, I might. If you guys enjoyed me talking about these, kind of giving some tips about who to take, maybe giving you a couple of good picks. If you are into sports betting, let me know. As always, follow the Instagram, banter on the bench, exactly as it appears on the screen. And until next time, guys. This is the Goot signing off for a solo episode of 
Oh no, we have to name this episode. What do we call it? Goots Gambles. There you go. There it is. Goots Gambles. This is the Goot signing off on Goots Gambles. We will catch you next time on Banter on the Bench. I'll have the rest of the guys on here. It will not just be me talking to you. Right now I'm talking to my wall, so it's very it's very awkward. It's kinda eyeing me down a little bit funny, but it's alright. I'll just I'll just punch its lights out after I turn off the mic. Anyways, I'll have an episode up maybe Saturday, maybe next week, but like I said, it will be with the rest of the gang. So until then, this is Goot signing off for Goot's Gambles and for Banter on the Bench. We hope to catch you guys on the next episode.